0: Hello, and welcome to the Cup, the currently unnamed podcast. Well, you can always come here first to quench your thirst, your reality thirst, and where we put the real and tea in reality, purr. That was a new thing Logan decided to come up with, and so I'm going to grow with it. We're putting the real and the tea in reality. I am your girl, Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea, because you know I love me so tea purr. And um in my cup today. I actually am drinking tea. (laughs) Sweet tea it is. It's it's that kind of day, that kind of night. I'm drinking it in this cup, this regular old, you know, Rudy Pooh cup. But on hand, I always keep the coolest cup. My cup, the cup cup. And, you know, if you ever want to get that cup, you know what to do description the the link is in the description and ticking below you lana g. Com, lana G's Etsy. com where you can pick up your cup merch and all other things so you know check it out
1: well i guess joining i'll uh, jump right in uh, it's Wes, as always i am just chilling uh came from playing way too much smash bros and uh now i am chilling getting ready to talk some wrestling so and, uh, by the way, I'm drinking some H2 in my, my uh, Yeti thermos, as always.
0: Love that for you.
2: And, yeah, it's Brooke coming at you live from the spottiest hotel room reception you will ever find. Uh, you know, the uh, queer college graduate who plays way too much Smash Bruce, but Wes was the one playing it earlier, and I cannot uh, take that title away from him. But tonight, I will be, as you can see, an Axiom Stan account, even if I don't get the opportunity to talk about my man very often. He's still my man. Uh, He had a great match with Scripps on NXT this past Tuesday. If you have not watched it, go watch it. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited to talk about Backlash. It's a shorter card, thankfully, so we don't have uh, a lot of filler to go over. There is some filler, but it it should be a
0: good card. I think so, too. We're going to jump right into talking about Backlash. But before we jump into talking about Backlash, I want to get this out the way. Let's talk about the draft, because the draft just happened. We got all this, uh, and I'm gonna be honest, I felt like I thought the draft happened it was really, you know some good shakeups, some moving parts, and some interesting things I had a couple of issues with a couple of call-ups from NXT not gonna lie, because I didn't understand them, not that I didn't want them to come up, because I always want to see anybody come up from NXT, I think that's a great thing, but I'm confused about a couple of them. Let me start off with the first one I'm confused about. First of all, why are we putting people in NXT just to bring them back? Well, we start them on the main roster to put them in NXT just to draft them back into the main roster. Apollo. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing? Gender too.
1: <laughs> well, I two. mean, guys, that it all really comes down to how much do you like a job? And it turns out you can job on NXT and you can job on the main roster.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey, we can do Apollo so. that way, but we we cannot we cannot hinder gender. <laughs> okay, don't hinder gender, um, but bro.
1: I would I would never jest at at jobbing gender. Never.
2: Nah, uh, you it's not jobbing him. <laughs> it's a joke, sorry, Lana. Um, but regardless, um. I mean I'm not too mad about Apollo getting called up. I feel like him going back to NXT was probably a good thing for him. He had been kind of stale on the main roster. Um and this gives him the opportunity to have like a bit of a refresh. I mean Industry also, we're getting called up is We also
1: do get we do get a classic as well, which with Apollo Cruz, which
2: is Apollo Cruz continues to lose. He is a former Intercontinental Champion. I will give him that. And he did win that belt at Mania a couple years back. So he does have, like, something to show for his main roster time. But, like, (sighs) honestly, this year and Apollo Crews getting called up, I'm kind of whatever about. The things that I'm concerned about is, one, the entire gutting of the NXT Women's Tag Team Division. Because not only did you just call up uh, the current champs, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, who have only been champs for about, I think, three months now. But th- then on, on that happened on SmackDown, and they set up this whole thing with, oh, they're having a match with Caden and Katana on NXT on Tuesday. And a lot of people are like, oh, they'll drop the belts then, and they'll go to the main rosters of the tag belts. Which, not the best, but it kind of made sense. And then Raw on Monday, Caden and Katana get called up. Which, again, well, I love them, they're great, but like...
1: I have to imagine they were actually listening to us when we were talking about the issues with the women's tag division on the main roster. They said, wait, NXT's doing something, we're just going to steal that. And you know, at least we're going to probably have a tag division in the main roster.
0: I mean, great, True. true. But I'm just like why are we just giving like those, they got those tag team titles at stand and deliver right at WrestleMania. And then they get called up in a draft a couple of weeks later. Like what? Oh, well, if we're going to talk about Andy titles, well, yes, that was another well, one. I guess that just confused me and blew my mind. I'm like, Y'all just gave her this title. She just became the champion after working forever. Like, they built it up like, oh, my gosh, she's been working for this moment forever and forever. And you give it to her just to call her up and make her leave her title behind.
2: Yeah, she literally relinquished the belt on NXT on Tuesday. I know. I
0: watched it.
2: Yeah, uh, for uh, not for you for the the viewing public who may not have watched NXT was the only reason I brought that up, and you know they've done it before because when Oscar got, called up she dropped the belt. But the interesting thing to me is it's not even standard on this draft because Isla and Alba are going to SmackDown with the women's tag belts. Like, show me the logic, please. Yeah, unless no, they're it just, retiring the belt,
1: there there isn't one. Perhaps there was a rabid animal that came loose in the the screen room, you know, and and caused some helter skelter and people absolutely lost their mind because I, I really uh, a little bit of a deep cut here. But I feel like the worst this is like the worst GMing than I've seen, like with even the Houston Texans. Right. Which is it, which is really bad for the people who don't watch NFL. Um, But it was it's it just doesn't make sense, guys. None of these call ups uh, from NXT make sense. They've okay. like
2: stripped the entire division. There are a few, uh, but you know what I mean. The one that I am very excited about, there are two that I think that are like great, but the one that I'm thrilled about is JD McDonough. Uh, yeah, me too. The best call-up out of, I think, this entire list of people. You could argue Zoe Stark and Grayson Waller, but JD McDonough is somebody who should have been on the main roster two years ago. He shouldn't have even went to NXT. After he was done with UK, he should have came straight to the main roster. Um, and allegedly currently floating around is that he could be joining judgment day as soon as this sunday and if that is the case that is a perfect way to introduce him to the main roster
1: perfect fit for him by the way
0: i mean and and that's great i i i had no problem with any other call up i just thought calling the champions as soon as they got him was very confusing but i also think that maybe indy is injured so that's why she relinquished her belt and the tag team champions didn't have to relinquish their belts because she's injured. So she can't actually really fight mm-hmm. to fight for her thing. So they just go call her up. she go get her by bi- her life back together. Then come on to the main roster. But it just was weird to me. I just felt bad that the fact that she was working so hard to become NXT champion and then get it at WrestleMania at this uh, stand to deliver the big Big, big pay-per-view for them, and then she gets called up and has to relinquish it. It's it, it, mm-hmm. it, it.
2: We yeah, should also yeah. mention,
0: I appreciate it.
2: We should also mention a couple belts did swap shows, so we're gonna have new champions on different shows too. Uh, most notably to me, Bianca and Rhea swap, which just swapped. Okay, the the other rumor going around is that they're going to be renaming those belts, and it's not going to be the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship anymore. I will feel so bad for Bianca, because this is going to be official on Monday, right? That's when the draft ends, right? Even if she retains over EO on Monday, right? If they make her swap belts, her reign as the Raw Women's Champion will not be the longest by about two weeks. And that is cringy. <laughs> um... But the other thing is you had the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title on now on different shows. So Austin Theory is going to be on SmackDown. Gunther and the rest of Imperium are going to be on Raw, which is great. Gunther needed some fresh opponents. He needed some fresh stuff to keep his amazing reign VIC title going. So I'm really here for that. Um, And also something that did not get announced on the main show, but I'm very happy about, um, The ring announcers on Raw and SmackDown, Mike Rome and Samantha Irvin, are swapping brands. So Samantha Irvin is now going to be on Raw with her fiancé Ricochet. uh, And then Mike Rome will now be announcing on SmackDown. Uh, And also, that just means we get to hear Samantha Irvin introduce Cody Rhodes. We get to hear Samantha Irvin introduce Imperium. (laughs) Like, we're winning. (laughs) I agree. Although, there is
1: something strange that I have to talk about. Which is, and I saw this floating around the WWE-verse. And I think it's a good point to bring up when we're talking about the draft. Which is, unfortunately, the draft kind of doesn't matter a little bit, especially when you get to the champions, because you guys know we've been seeing uh, faces like Cody, faces like the, you know, the Judgment Day, um, Bloodline, uh, Brock Lesnar, free agent, um, Brock Lesnar. They just kind of go wherever they want to go. They're like, oh, I'm on Raw tonight. All right. I'm also on SmackDown tonight. Uh, I'm going to miss Raw. You know what I mean? So it's like on the title section, we have seen quite a lot. Do you think that maybe that's going to reduce coming now? Because we've gone past WrestleMania. Do you think we're going to go back to being a little bit more stringent?
0: I think now that they separated the championships, then we're going to get Roman strictly on SmackDown and, you know, more than, than he will on Raw since they will have their new champion. That'll happen once they finally crown their new champion, I think. Um. still with the tag team titles still combined, Sammy Zayn and and Kevin Owens will be doing both shows until they separate. Are they about to separate
2: them? Well, they're not going to be separating them. Allegedly, they're going to be unifying the Raw and SmackDown tag belts, right? And they will be, I believe they're going to be called the WWE Tag Team Championships. And then mm-hmm. on SmackDown, they're going to be introducing the World Tag Team titles back to the company, oh. which, again, oh. no issues with Fine. that. Please Sorry. stop having brand-exclusive titles that require stupid title swaps when you want to swap the champions up to different brands. Um, on the subject of free agents, I, I, I know we did not establish a rant card
0: thing. Um, We'll, 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 we'll make it happen for you.
2: All right, am I back? Am I back?
1: even your internet was more terrified of this rant to come. Continue.
2: All right. Yes, it was like, oh, uh-oh. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I've been having to do that every now and then. But um, a mini rant. I'm not even going to give this a full rant. The idea of having free agents after a draft, unless you are Brock Lesnar, is so dumb. So dumb. Brook rant. Brook rant one. Um, because not only are like most of the people that got labeled free agents are not part timers, right? So you have Brock, who is a part-timer, right? Um, And then if they would have done, like, Brock Lesnar, Logan Paul, um, to a lesser degree, even John Cena. You know, if they would have done those people and said, hey, these people are free agents, they're not drafted to any brand, they're on whatever show they want, that's fine, right? But you're telling me people that are workhorses, like Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, uh, to a lesser extent, Elias... Uh, my, two of my favorites in the entire world right now, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, all of them are going to be free agents. Not to mention Baron Corbin. What happened to this man? I feel bad for him because as much as I'm not even a big fan, he's talented. Like he actually does things in the ring. Um, Omos being a free agent, fine. Don't care, whatever. But then you also get Von Wagner and Zion Quinn getting called up from NXT And yet they're getting called up as free agents and not to even mention that the two of them are doing nothing on NXT, right? Like they're barely on program and when they're on program, they're losing. Um, And to me, this just feels like, hey, these are the people that we have no plans for, that we are not going to be making any storylines for. And these are the people that if we need somebody to lose, to take a pinfall, to make them a credible jobber, these are the people we're going to be chopping around for that. And... When you look at the people they've selected for that, it hurts a lot when you see the level of talent that is in this free agent pool. Um, I completely
1: <laughs> agree. You know, it is more. There's nothing more true than you could ever say, uh, because you know these people shouldn't be called free agents. They're actually the Job Squad. That's that's their that's their new group name I've, I've given them. And of course, Train it's heart. being led. The Job Squad's leader is uh, Dolph Ziggler, uh, who is my favorite wrestler. And you know, I could talk forever about why. You know, he's so great, but it is a, it's quite a shame. It's, it, it's quite
2: a shock. Um, if it were up to me and I were booking here, there are two things I would do. One, get these people all drafted Two, <laughs> WWE underground. And... No, not that, not that, never that. Um, <laughs> but the other thing I would do is I would send a couple of these people back down to NXT. I mean, I know we didn't like it as much when we talked about Apollo and Jinder earlier, But if you send people like, I don't know, Cedric or Shelton down to NXT to help keep the tag division boosted since you just drafted like three tag teams out of NXT, um, four if you count everybody, like, you know, boost that tag team division with a veteran with like 20 plus years of experience in Shelton Benjamin. And then one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet today Cedric Alexander. Let them have a nice run in NXT. Get the experience. Get the boost back underneath them. Also, Shawn Michaels and Shelton Benjamin have been friends for like fifteen years. You're telling me he's not gonna book Shelton Benjamin like a star? Sorry, rant. Um, but and then you have people like Mustafa Ali who didn't even get a chance to come through NXT. You know, he was straight on 205 Live, and then he moved straight to SmackDown. So give him a run down there. Let him have a match with Wesley for the North American title. Like that would be so good. Um, But, you know, again, we're in a situation where the company has too many people on the main roster. They're not going to be releasing anybody soon. Uh, so they have, you know, they to borrow a quote from Twitter, God really has his favorites sometimes. And in this case, the God of WWE, Vince and Triple H have their favorites and they have picked who's going to be featured.
1: Yeah, we have to hope those free agents do something other than just b- job on both brands, but we'll see. Regardless, that was the draft, right? Because maybe dry. maybe the draft was a little strange, uh, a little uneventful, and, um, you know, it is what it is. But, you know what's not going to be uneventful? Backlash.
2: One more thing, though. Roman got drafted to SmackDown, which means the World Heavyweight title is going to be on Raw, which we did not even bring up.
0: But... I mean, because it hasn't happened yet. I'd rather talk about stuff that's happening. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like... I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what draft is going to date. You know, what it's going to produce because it's like, we get a draft Mm -hmm. every year and then it's like before the year's over, everybody smish back together again anyway. So it's just like, I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen, but we'll see. But yes, let's get on to backlash because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to uh, Indeed we do I mean mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a big card which I'm not mad at that maybe it'll give us more time to have a fully developed match since we don't have a whole lot of people on the card and so we'll see we what can happens but, but let's start with this I, I, this is not in a particular order I don't know the order of the show so this is just how I found them to put them on the slideshow so we don't know the order of the show I don't know the order of the show somebody might know I don't know but the first match we're going to talk about is the six man tag of the Riddle Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline thoughts people Thoughts.
1: it's going to be a good match
2: Mm -hmm. I agree I am intrigued as to where they are going with this whole Usos-Romans solo portion right now, Um, because something was going to happen on SmackDown, you know, Solo got sent out. We don't know what that something was going to be. Not only did that something not happen, but the Usos lost again to Sammy and Kevin, who are still holding those straps, and they look great. On them, very happy they did not be just get like a paper rain with the belts. Riddle's back, him and Solo have been having their issues too. Solo's been getting a lot of screen time lately, and I'm really here for it. He's been doing great. Um, and this should be a certified bop, and I'm very excited to watch this match. So, who's coming out with the titles? The titles are not on the line, it's just six man. Oh, it's not okay. Well, yeah. then, uh,
1: this is gonna be a good match. There we go. That's it.
0: I mean, I think it's interesting that Solo was drafted with Roman but the Usos were not drafted with Roman. So mm-hmm. I'm like, not the whole Tire Bloodline was drafted, just Solo and Roman. Interesting. We'll see what happens.
1: So if the, if, if the uh, the titles aren't on the line in this match, which I was not aware of, doesn't that just mean that Solo's going to pin Riddle for this match?
2: No, if it weren't me, personally, right? Because we're getting to that point now where I think they're starting to look like three pay-per-views ahead. I feel like we're going to be getting Jay Uso versus Roman at SummerSlam unless Cody wins Money in the Bank. It's like the only way I can rationalize that in my head. Um, So to me, I feel like this is the prime opportunity of like, hey, you need to have the Usos keep losing. They need to keep getting the pin. It doesn't matter which one of them gets pinned. Uh, If it were me, I would have Jay take the pin, just keep the the dissension going. Um, but I do think riddle Kevin and Sammy are winning this personally if I had to guess.
1: yeah, I think they might have to win because I think if they don't win this match and then other matches that I think down the line are going to happen the way they are, fans would be very unhappy
0: yeah i'm, I'm I, I, my prediction is that riddle Kevin Owens and Sammy is going to win because the Usos still have to look like. They have to lose for the dissensions to keep happening. I agree with you, Brooke, that if they win, then it takes away from what the story could possibly develop into. And Riddle just coming back, it'd be be great to have him winning something at this pay-per-view at this point with him coming back. And then, of course, the tag team champions, you don't want them to just win on Friday to come to backlash and then lose... In the six minutes, it don't make any sense. So I think Kevin and Sammy and Ritter will win this match. All right, moving right along, the next match we're going to talk about is the three-man match: Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, and Bronson Reed. Um, I don't know how I feel about this match, but go ahead. Y'all talk Yawn. Me.
2: <laughs> I just don't care. Um, I have seen Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, so many times since I think Money in the Bank last year because they had a US title match at Money in the Bank last year too. I'm just so sick of it. I and they're on the same brand again too. They both got drafted to SmackDown. I ugh, like Theory's probably retaining. If he does, cool. If he doesn't, also cool. I just don't care anymore. I, I have lost any interest in this feud.
1: <laughs> well, let's be honest, right? This is not the time for Theory to drop the belt. And these are not the men for Theory to drop the belt, too. Unless you're really going to like mega tsunami push, uh, pun intended, Bronson Reed. Um, Good pun. Then, you know, I wouldn't see that happening. And I think that Austin Theory with this title reign is getting to the point where it's like, it's almost like Gunther. If you guys remember the beginning of Gunther's run, it's like, oh, he's not getting a paper push. Oh, he's getting a good push. Oh, he's keeping it for a while. Wow, he retained again, w- again. And at some point we were like, wow, okay, this is going to be a long-term thing. I think Austin Theory is on the tipping point of like, wait a minute. If he retains again, and he retained, and he retained, when is he dropping this title? And um, I, I think... It might be a little. It might be a little bit of a long run. Well, to be fair, that this
2: it, at, after uh, this pay per view, right? Theoretically, let's say he drops the belt at Night of Champions. Uh, that will be a six month reign minimum. So, I mean, that's that's pretty long reign for WWE with the US title. They don't really go that long typically. Um, but you know, hey, at this point, it's not that Austin Theory is stale to me. It's just this feud with Bobby Lashley because I feel like it's been going on for so long. Like, and I know it's just like a rekindling of the feud because they weren't even feuding at Mania. But like, I don't know. It's just been so off and on. I need theory against somebody new because all of their matchups have kind of played out the same too. With yeah, let's Lashley just hope doing the power Reed stuff. adds a lot to this match. I mean, he definitely has the capacity to though. He's a very like talented guy. But meh.
0: I mean, I love Bobby Lashley. I always do, always will. But I don't want him to win this match. I don't think he's going to win this match. Um, I do see Austin Theory pulling this match, winning, keeping the title. Because this is the thing. When it comes to three-man, tag- three-man matches, the champion's advantage is very much like... And like huge because all it does is take everybody fighting against the other person and beating the crap out of the other person and Austin Theory sneaks in and picks up the victory whatever I don't care I don't think he's going to lose this match I think he's going to win and I think I feel like if he does drop his title soon it'll be at night of champions I don't think it's go they go do it at backlash so Yep, I, I completely Austin agree.
1: I think Bobby <laughs> Lashley is still going to be salty. I think Austin Theory yeah. is going to retain. And mm-hmm. I think that Bronson
2: Reed is going to make a big splash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I could definitely see this turning into one of the situations where like Bobby does like the dominator to Bronson Reed. We're super impressed. And then Theory comes and throws him out of the ring and steals the pin. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't see a world where Bobby Lashley takes the fall in this match. Unless there is like some crazy booking going on here. Um, but yeah, I, I would bet on theory retaining as well.
0: Agreed. Moving right along, the next match we will talk about is. Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a street fight. A
2: San Juan street fight is is. A San Juan street fight. Cause we're in Puerto Rico, baby. Um. Well. I don't think we've ever actually had a celebrity match to discuss on uh, the podcast before. I don't count Logan Paul. He doesn't count. He's not a celebrity anymore. He's appeared enough. Um, he's a part-timer now. So how do you all typically feel about celebrity matches? I'm, I'm genuinely curious.
0: It depends on the celebrity. This Okay. Let, let me get this. Let me let's get this straight. Let me... I'm not really that upset with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest because we've seen Bad Bunny in the ring as well. It's not like he's not wrestled before. We've not seen him, you know, perform in the ring before. So he has done it. He did a decent job at it. Not to, you know, I'm not that mad. And if I'm like, if I'm willing to accept Logan Paul, then I'm willing to be open minded to Bad Bunny. Because Bad Bunny has did some training and did the you know worked in in the wrestling ring before, but and I understand this match. I understand why this match is even on the card. They're in Puerto Rico for the first time. Bad Bunny is hosting the show. Damian Priest is from Puerto Rico. This is just like a home thing for. This was a match for Puerto Rico, and I'm not mad at that. I'm like you know what, let's give Puerto Rico. The fans, for having be, being able to you know come out and do a, a, a pay-per-view, let them have a match that's all about Puerto Rico. I'm not mad at this match. Is it going to be the most exciting match of the night? Probably not. But I understand why we have to have this match. We need a filler match, and this is the best filler match that you can give as a gift to the fans of Puerto Rico.
1: It's interesting. I, I, I would declare something about this match. And what it would be is I think that this match is going to be carried on the back of Damian Priest. And I don't mean that in terms of wrestling, but in terms of storytelling, this is really a good opportunity to see the star quality of solo Damian Priest. We've seen that, but with the Judgment Day, he's kind of been riding those coattails and is definitely the most, uh, the least recognizable member to the casual audience. I think this is a great opportunity for him to show his uniqueness, his individualism, and see if he has that star power. Because if he does have that star power, this is the type of match, and this is the type of booking that will give him a place to stand out and rise in the card.
2: Um, I saw a thing on Twitter talking about this, and somebody said this is basically Damian Priest WrestleMania match. Uh, I'm kind of inclined to agree uh, I understand why they waited till Backlash for it, because not only are Priest and uh, Bad Bunny both Puerto Rican, but they're both from the same town in Puerto Rico. Uh, so, like, there's there's history there, plus the tag match at Mania a couple years back. Like, there, there's stuff here. Um, to me, I personally don't feel a lot about this match, because it really doesn't have any stakes. That's usually why I don't like celebrity matches very much, is because it does kind of pull the stakes away from whatever's going to happen, because... Let's say Priest wins. Great. Judgment Day is looking strong. Let's say Bad Bunny wins. I mean, cool, but does that really make Priest look all that bad? Like, it's a street fight against a guy who's pretty good in the ring from what we see. And so, like, I, I that's my problem with celebrity matches, and it's also my problem here. I don't really think this match has anything riding on it, so I don't care about it too much. Um, I will be picking Priest, though. Because I think that makes it an interesting storyline. Although I could see the argument of, uh, you know, Bad Bunny wins and then Rhea's like, all of you need to get your crap together because I'm the only person who's winning matches lately. And then, you know, what have you. But, you know, that's it.
0: Means.
1: Yeah, we haven't had one of those moments in too long, dude. Mm-hmm. We have not had one of those moments.
0: I mean, facts. I mean I I I do think Priest will win. Well, I don't know. I think Bad Bunny will win because they want to give the fans something to cheer about with Bad Bunny being the best biggest artist to ever come out of Puerto Rico and in on the world right now. So like
1: honestly the biggest celebrity to ever come out of period.
0: Planet. Like period. Like he is the biggest star right now. And so it's like I think having bad bunny wins will be great. It won't, like you said, it won't do anything for priest or do anything against priest. Like he, he, he still, and something that you mentioned was showing um, Damian priest as like, if he can hold his own as a solo uh, competitor, uh, competitor out there or whatever, he's been doing some really great promos lately. Went this this whole thing happened, so he's starting to show his personality, his his who Damien Priest is, which I love because when he first came into on the onto the main roster, I liked him. I was like this unique, you know, not you know, enigma of a character, dark, broody, moody. You know, I liked that Damian Priest, and then putting him with the Judgment Day, I thought was like perfect and so like now lately his since the whole bad bunny thing his his promos have been showing what i liked about him in the first place and he's like look i am who i am i know we friends but you shouldn't have stuck your nose in our business and
1: i completely agree lana because you know honestly damian priest to me like had kind of lost himself And Mm -hmm. his promo work had not been very, very good, especially against, like, the feuds they'd been going in recently, specifically the Edge feud. It just didn't feel very impactful. But we are seeing a different Damian Priest in his, especially his promo work with Bat Bunny. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's personally invigorated him, if, you know, it's become personal, so he's acting on a, he's, you know, operating on a a higher capacity. But I'm definitely liking the Damian Priest. I just think that if we're going to see it, if we're going to see him really not just earn his spot on the Judgment Day, but, like, if we're going to see that star moment, you know, that birthed The Rock, that birthed Taker, that birthed all these, like, stars, birthed John Cena, they have to have that moment. And this could potentially be his moment, as Brooke said, his WrestleMania match, so to speak. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, and to be fair, though, as, as the, again, probably the biggest NXT fan here, his stuff in NXT is really interesting to look, especially in comparison to when he came on the main roster. Um. Watch his feud with like Johnny Gargano in NXT, and you can really see how captivating and interesting of a character he can be. Because not only was he like really layered in NXT, but he also got the opportunity to be like work a little bit with the comedy side, work a little bit more with like the intense wrestler who also knows how to take a joke every now and then, was kind of part of his thing in NXT. We don't really get to see that from him on the main roster, uh, especially since he joined Judgment Day. So I'm really interested to see where this will take his character if it takes it anywhere. I mean and we also forget Priest did have like a decently long reign with the US title a couple years ago. So we like he's done things. It's just in comparison to everyone else in the judgment day when it comes to like storylines he's been kind of shafted here lately. So I hope that this is like a bit of his coming out party in a way or like yep, and I'll just
1: party. I'll just throw this out there. It's not going to happen. But imagine a world where we get to see Damian Priest choose Puerto Rico over the Judgment Day. Just imagine that world. Wouldn't that be a great world? <laughs> just saying. I know we've kind of already done that with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, so it'd be a little too quick to have that story being retold. But man, I just think it'd be cool.
0: Too. All right. Moving right along to the next match, where it's going to talk about Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Y'all you know... know- this man, y'all know how I feel about this man.
1: When I look at Cody, don't you all agree what he needs is more adversity?
2: <laughs> no comment, no comment, actually, no comment. Um, you know, before the draft, right, like before Cody got drafted to Raw and Roman got drafted to SmackDown. I was thoroughly convinced Cody was winning this match and then, you know, go on to Money in the Bank, win Money in the Bank and fight Roman at SummerSlam with Money in the Bank. Now I don't even think that's happening. I don't see a world where Cody wins this match anymore, and I'm bummed because he should. Uh, well, but he could win, but I don't think he's fighting Roman at SummerSlam anymore. I just don't see it in the cards, and... Dude, I'm bummed, no. man. I don't no, think he's going to get gonna push gonna push fight hard Roman. and be like a mid or anything, but...
0: He's not fighting Roman at, at SummerSlam because he's going to win the Raw Championship after this whole debacle of a match right here. No! It's, it's going to be him. <laughs> It's gonna be him. No, it's either him or Seth Rollins. There is nobody else they're going to give it to. It's either Cody Rhodes or it's Seth Rollins. And that's McIntyre
2: or Finn Balor are also like people I feel like that are in the conversation.
0: It's gonna be that Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins. That's it. That's who it's gonna be because they're gonna need somebody who is going to be the inaugural champion on Raw. That the fans go want to see, and right now the two people who the fans are rooting for the most is Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins. It's it's. I don't see why we even have this match. I don't understand what the whole Brock Lesnar flipping on cody rose like what was the point of that anyway i still don't know the point i don't understand why this storyline had to be a thing like cody rose could have done so many other things coming into backlash besides dealing with brock lesnar i don't know why this man is even still on the- in wwe He doesn't want to be there. He only shows up when he wants to. I I don't like Brock Lesnar. I don't want him on my screen. I don't want him in any ring. I don't want him anywhere. Like, I don't like this man. So anything I say against Brock Lesnar is going to be totally biased. I don't like him. I don't want him to wrestle anymore. I just want him to go away. And I think this is very unfair for Cody to have to deal with this man. Nobody should have to deal with this man. Well,
1: if I've learned anything from WrestleMania, I'm either going to be happy or I'm going to be right. And I can't be right and happy. Um, So I unfortunately think that Cody needs more adversity uh, by losing to Brock Lesnar. And then he can lose to Dolph Ziggler. And then he can lose to Jinder Mahal. And then maybe he'll have enough adversity to finally win anything. Uh, No, I, I don't know what on earth is going on. I don't know what the plans are. He's either going to fight Seth Rollins for the 15th time, Or he's going to uh, lose to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is going to go do something on SmackDown. And then he's going to be something on Raw somewhere doing whatever. I honestly don't know. I hope Cody wins. But I have to think that Brock's going to win just so I can be right or happy.
2: Okay. At least I can have one. I think Brock is winning, unfortunately. Unless Triple H actually cares about Cody Rhodes, which I doubt. Um, I think Brock is going to win. I don't think Cody is going to be fighting for the world heavyweight championship at night of champions. I don't think Cody will be touching that belt until he wins a belt off of Roman. He has to win a belt off Roman. It cannot be this world heavyweight title. Cody by definition cannot be the first world heavyweight champion because then you literally make that belt the consolation prize. It cannot be Cody. Um, Seth, wait, it makes wait sense.
1: get this. We have Cody win the belt and then at SummerSlam Roman fights Cody for the belt mute, and wins Mute the mute. triple time. No, we're not
2: even intending that. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, That's what Roman needs. To me, call. to me, it's one of those, like, it has to be somebody that Roman hasn't already beaten to be the first world heavyweight champ. Uh, so to me, Seth is an option. Finn is an option anyways. Cause he hasn't, he didn't beat judgment day Finn. Uh, McIntyre could work because it was really close and he got help do it, but you know it's whatever. not Finn. I would love it to be Finn though. I want to be Finn seven, has so lost
1: like. more than sixty percent of his last like ten matches.
2: But if they, but it's a tournament, remember it's a tournament. Um, but regardless, uh, Brock's winning. I I think. I really just want this man to go away forever. You remember that like year period of time where Brock lost to McIntyre and then he wasn't on TV? Wasn't that
0: great?
1: I just want incredible. this match to end and then hear downstate. Okay.
2: Fair enough. Uh,
0: that's all I want. I just want, I want this man over. I just, he needs to go. I'm, oh, oh. I, what, I hate to state. Like, I think Brock Cody
1: is so him. over. And, and, and WWE just doesn't care.
0: They don't care. And I don't understand. Okay. I can't. This man on my screen anymore. Let's talk about something I'd rather talk about. And even this match, I'm just like, eh. Okay. Next. But. (laughs) Dude, I'm stoked about this. Versus
1: Zelina Vegas winning.
2: Okay. I am less excited about the prospect of Rhea Ripley losing the belt because it's not going to happen. But I am happy that we are at least getting fresh matchups for the women's championships. That is what I'm happy about. Because, Wait, matchups? Yeah, beyond do you mean yeah. one-sided beatdowns? No, this is not going to be a one-sided beatdown. They're in Puerto Rico. They have to make them believe she's going to win the belt. It's going to be at least 10 minutes. We're not I in Saudi Arabia. What? We're not
1: in Saudi Arabia. They don't have to completely destroy kayfabe to make sure that the mid Carter takes a belt. Okay,
2: but, okay. I don't think Zelina is winning, but I also feel yeah. like they have to give her something here. Uh, she does have the hometown thing, which you know it's going to be more than a, a, a three minute beatdown. I hope, I pray. Um, no, but and she has
0: LWO on her side too. So. Exactly. Um, yeah. This match is side, less than
2: seven minutes guaranteed. I hope you're wrong, but regardless, um, Rhea's winning. But I'm just so excited that we're actually getting new matchups for the women's titles. Neither of the matchups we're seeing have been uh, on the main roster for a women's title before. We did get Bianca Io in NXT like once, I think, but regardless, does not matter. This is great. I am thrilled. Uh, and Zelina Vega is one of the most underrated people on SmackDown right now. And so, that we agree on. Yeah, she's great. So I really hope that she gets this match gets enough time for her yeah. to show that.
1: Like I will enjoy every seven minutes of watching. Zelina sell her heart out.
0: I think it's going, look, I think this is just going to make another feud with, well, continue the feud with the LWO in the Judgment Day, which, okay, fine, great, not mad. And so I honestly think that having Zelina fight Rhea with the LWO behind her and Judgment Day behind Rhea is just going to be something to... Continue that little few. I will break. say though,
1: imagine a world where Zelina Vega won. That'd you know how amazing. cool that would be, like how refreshing I mean, that would be. That
0: would amazing! Be. If if Rhea didn't just get this belt, I would be like, yeah. yes, I'm here for it. But the fact that Rhea just got this belt at WrestleMania, nah, slow your roll. Rhea's not losing. <laughs> keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it to yourself because Rhea you be can hold that belt for a little while. But mm-hmm. I do see a time where Zelina Zelina Vega should should become the champions. And I will be mm-hmm. happy with that. Well one interesting think thing. underrated.
2: Mm-hmm. And to be fair, Lana said this is going to continue the feud. I think this is the end of the LWO Judgment Day feud, specifically because Judgment Day is on Raw, LWO is on SmackDown. Uh, you know, um, no matter what happens, there you split. If they keep the true. split going, great. I hope they do, because um, I that's, that's the whole I point of about draft. That. Yeah, yeah. That's, I forgot about well, the draft I mean, thing. <laughs> well, it, it's weird because I feel like some of these people that got drafted they have really good plans for like you can tell that they have something with the judgment day like they, they know where it's going i don't know if they have the same feelings for the lwo i w- hope that they do i would love to see like um freaking what is his name god uh santos escobar fight austin theory for the u.s title i would love that
1: i would love to see uh them take any of their factions and elevate them not to the bloodline But I mean, the factions could be interpreted a little stronger, I think, because right now we basically have a bunch of jobbing factions. And listen, if you look at Rhea, it's a different story. But honestly, if you look at what Damian Priest, Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio have done recently, they're becoming like a a, surprisingly a jobbing faction. Um, And then the LWO is not very different. So, you know, I would like to see maybe both of them get some power here. Uh, And, you know, obviously that can't happen in the same match. But I do really like the LWO and I really like the Judgment Day. So hopefully this match goes well enough to where they decide to boost them both.
2: Well, we and also have... That... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Lana.
0: But the fact that they on two different brands, I think you could allow them to give them... The... This match could be the boost that they both need to push their factions to a, a different level and have... Like I said, give the faction... If you're going to have a faction, make sure the factions are at least doing what they're supposed to do to take over a show or run a show or be intimidating behind, you know, like the, the shield was like DX was like, you have to have a purpose to your factions. And I still, I feel like a lot of, of factions aren't having their purpose. Now, unfortunately for me, if, if history repeats itself, I think the LWO is just going to be just, oh, we just needed to have a you know, a, they don't treat factions of, of color well on their shows. The only faction I've seen that they've done really well with so, thus far was the New Day. And the and- Bloodline. And the bloodline, unless they, you're really, they, they, they did unless all you're they mowing. could with the bloodline, I don't think they're gonna have no room for the LWO. And the you know what I'm saying? Well, we so, also gotta remember they're
2: not even the only faction that got drafted to SmackDown because the OC got drafted to SmackDown, right? Soon. Right so, now, if we are getting an LWO versus OC feud, I'm here for that.
1: That's amazing. I would <laughs> I'm be here over for them. that. <laughs>
2: Ready? Obviously, Ready? obviously, OC or heel on that. I'll put this into no way the way world. Sure. I don't
1: care about Rhea Ripley. The Judgment Day is a job or faction anyway. Selena Vega can take the title to SmackDown. And then after she takes the title, having both titles on the same thing, they can go and fight the OC, and they would be too cool. That Dude, would
2: imagine happen. Mia Yim versus Zelina Vega for a woman. Oh, my, I love it. I'd I pop so hard. Will never happen, but wouldn't that be cool? Not anytime soon. Cool. Not anytime soon. It could happen in the future, just not right now.
0: Yeah, but It could happen. It could happen.
2: Um. Yeah, I, I'm just really excited for this match. I think it's going to be great. I hope it goes at least 15 minutes. If it goes 10, I'll be happy with 10. Yeah, I just want them, them to both minute. get their time. I
0: agree. I agree. Seven minutes. No more. So let's talk from one women's match to the next. And that is Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. I'm excited about this match too. Can't even lie. I'm I'm very happy that Io Sky and Bianca get to, you know, mix it up again. Like you said, they did in in NXT. Now we get to see them on the main roster at a pay-per-view. I like Io Sky. I like Bianca Belair. I think this is going to be a really good match.
1: I agree. This will be a fantastic match, but there is an issue with me, and I think Damage Control is honestly holding back Io, Um, and so maybe she'll get her opportunity to strike out as her own singles wrestler. That's what I can hope for in this match, but I just have a feeling this is just another match, and Bianca is going to maintain, retain, and. Uh, absolutely dominate this match, too.
2: So, uh, Wes was present. Uh, Wes and I went to a coffee shop a couple weeks ago, right before the draft, and I pitched this, like, fantasy booking of how I would split up damage control, and you have EO Sky be this, like, really big baby face and, like, all this other stuff. But at this point, I don't think I want that anymore. I think what I really want is I just want EO Sky to take the belt off Bianca. Uh, I-, I love Bianca. Uh, I don't think this is the right time for her to take the belt off of her. I think this is definitely one of those, like, Night of Champions, Money in the Bank kind of time periods where Eo where should take the belt off Bianca. Um, preferably in a triple threat with Bailey. Wink, wink. Um, but, you know, I, I just think EO is at the point now where the fans are behind her. They want her to be a face. She's such a captivating face. Um, also, EO got drafted to the same brand as Asuka. They are both on SmackDown. And I want a SmackDown women's title match between Eosky and Asuka. So. <laughs> you know, we could have gotten that if Oscar were to want it, Mania. Just saying. Um, but...
1: <laughs> what they do to Asuka is a crime against humanity, and she's not even on this card.
2: Well, she's on hiatus right now. She's taking a break. But, you know. <sighs>
0: I personally, I really I agree with everything else Said, I think A.L. Sky will be an amazing champion. I think Damage Control is kind of holding her back a little bit, personally. But I still think Bianca Miller is going to win this match. Yeah, just another
1: faction where you become strictly worse. The more you have to a group, the worse you become in this WWE.
2: I think for sure Bianca is winning this match. I definitely do not think this is the end of the feud though. I think it's going to go oh, longer for sure. Um, I would love to see a situation where at Night of Champions, you know, you have Bianca and IO, they're having a match and then Bailey and Dakota just come in and make it have a double DQ. We get this like build to a Fatal 4-Way at Money in the Bank. I think it could be really good. Um you know, I I know I may not be I may be the only person with that opinion, but I do think it's time for IO to split up and go on her own. So, uh, yeah, Bianca's winning this match. So. See,
1: I'm ready for Bailey to do anything else with her career, either dig further into the heel bit and get some new lackeys, or go babyface. But damage control's done for me. Like, I I don't think I've been captivated by anything damage control has done for the past six months, on programming. Fair.
0: Can't disagree with you on that.
1: They're just uh, all so good. They don't they don't need it.
0: Yeah. Understood. Gotcha. Next match, last match, is... uh... Cannot
1: wait to watch (laughs) Seth Rollins' curb stop, Omos.
0: Cannot
2: wait. I don't care. I feel nothing. This, This is the definition of, hey, we're putting the World Heavyweight title on Seth Rollins, and we need to have him have a win at Backlash so that way he feels built up enough to take the belt at Nine of Champions. That's literally what this is. I, I And you're doing it on Omos, who's a free agent, so that way he doesn't have to get involved in the tournament and lose another matchup before the tournament. Wait,
1: he's not a free agent. Jobber squad. Jobber squad. No, Jobber thing, squad.
2: Though. Omos and Brock, to me, are the only two people that are not part of the Jobber squad, if that is what we are calling them. Um, of the free agents, at least. Um, but, like, Seth is probably going to win the World Heavyweight title at Night of champions. At least that's like the popular prediction at the moment, um, even among this group of three. So if Seth wins here, he has some momentum going into the tournament. Let uh, me put it this and, way. I yeah.
1: will literally buy 17 donuts and give them all to you, Brooke, if, if Omos wins this match.
2: Uh, no, you know what you can do instead? You can go to Lana Gcreations.etsi.com and buy yourself some cup merch.
1: Just like you should, audience.
2: You should also go to Etsy and then buy a the cup cup. Look at that cup cup. You got the cup hat too. You know, the, the cup sweatpants are on the way. I'm not sure if they're there yet. I haven't looked at the past couple past little bit. They're on the way though. You know, buy buy yourself some good quality merch. You watch the it podcast, also looks we cool. see the views. We see the views. We know we're popular, okay? We get more clicks than in, the Traders did. <laughs> go get the
0: cup. So, yeah. So, how about that? How about you just buy the cup merch if if, if Omos wins? I doubt... Look, unfortunately, I won't be making any money because Omos is not <laughs> winning this match. <laughs> but, if Omos wins this match, people go out and buy some cup merch. Because, yeah. But, no. I think Seth Rollins yep. is winning this match. Because every
1: agree. good sapien buys a cup. Homo <laughs>
0: sapiens rise up rise up homo sapiens period yeah. uh, yeah, this match is I agree with you Brooke It's just a transition match to give Seth Rollins the win so he can go into night. I, I
1: have to wonder and you guys can tell me about this because I wasn't I wasn't big into WWE when Big Show was at his heights is this how they booked Big Show is no
0: this- no no. What are they doing? Absolutely not. Can we just ha- had a set aside
1: real quick? Why is Omos being booked this way?
2: Um, this is if I was gonna compare Omos in terms of like how he's being booked to anyone else who's been booked similarly, to me, this reeks very much of how the great Kali got booked when he first came up, and that's not comparing them in terms of ability because honestly, no. Omos leagues ahead of Kali, but um, ahead. yeah, but. Which also didn't think we'd be saying Omos was better than anybody on this podcast tonight. That's interesting. Um, But, you know, Khali and Omos both got built up. They got brought in. They beat a really big, popular former main eventer or current main eventer. Khali's first pay per view match, he beat The Undertaker. Omos's first pay per view match, he beat, a- well, first singles pay per match, he beat AJ Styles. Um. And then, you know, from there, they just kind of went on their path and went different ways. Only difference being Khali was eventually given a world title relatively early on to his run. I hope Omos does not get a world title anytime soon. He does not need one. Um, But yeah, Omos, the booking is uh, a choice, put it that way.
0: Is anybody looking for my opinion on, on this matter? Oh, for sure. Oh. Okay. Um Kali and Omas, like you said, Brooke, same booking, same pattern, same whatever. Although Omas is leagues ahead of Kali in as term as terms of wrestling and things like that. Um Big Show, great wrestler, great. Mm-hmm. Big guy did not get the same kind of booking, actually got stuff, actually got really good matches. With really great people, won championships, did it all, and Um, Omos and Kali got something in common that Big Show ain't got. I'm just saying, put it out there. You saying, you saying, it's, it's the way WWE go when they book people, and how they book people of color, and how they book people not of color. I'm just saying, it's been a pattern. I, I.
2: That was the missing piece in the conversation we had at the coffee shop the other day. Uh, so we were talking at the coffee shop. We were talking about like what is like the one gimmick that is destined to fail at some point in its career, right? Mm-hmm. And West mm-hmm. brought up the foreign heel, right? Which is, which in case you're unaware, of viewing public is like someone from a foreign country coming in and they are the representative of this country right. on programming, country. and we're supposed to boo them because they're a foreigner, right? Right. Think mm-hmm. Rusev. Think, uh, Sergeant Slaughter when he was in his Irani sympathizer gimmick, uh, etc. Right, Iron Sheikh, Nikolai Volkov, Iron mm-hmm. Sheet Nikolai Volkov, etc. Here's the kicker though I was providing examples of foreign heels that were successful, right? Uh, specifically, West brought up Gumter, but you also can talk about uh, some of the people, like to a lesser degree, Rusev. uh, you know, Sergeant Slaughter was WWE champion during his stuff. And I think we have found the missing piece here is that the people of color that were corineals, they're the ones that get shafted relatively quickly versus here. I mean, they, the only did, did one you... I can think of re- in like the past 20 years that has had any sort of like mi- main roster, like good runs with a title belt is Imago with the Intercontinental title. And even then, Samoan and Oahe family, they're kind of always the exception that proves the rule. So, I mean,
0: I mean, I mean, because, like, if you think about when, um, what they did to Jinder Mahal, when Jinder was like, they were like, oh, we don't, yeah, we don't, we, we got to boo him just because he's Jinder Mahal. And even when he won his championship and had his reign, it was kind of like,
1: okay, but right. let's be honest, in all fairness, we were not booing Jinder. For those reasons, we were booing gender because that might be the weirdest championship reign in in my in my time watching the company.
0: I mean, but why was that? Why was well, that the
2: weirdest? Well, for me, because it was they made mainly because
0: that was the weirdest.
2: It was weird to me because Jinder was a jobber before the draft, won a six pack challenge, had a match with Randy Orton, I believe, at Backlash, and then just won the WWE title. You know, he didn't get the progression, but also. His whole gimmick was literally the modern-day Maharaja and, like, foreign heel Indian, even though he's from Canada. Um, Like, it, it, it always felt really, I don't want to say, it felt really stupid to me how they booked him during that time. I
1: feel like it would be very similar to if Mustafa Ali, as a free agent, suddenly went and beat Roman Reigns. That's what it would feel like. But no,
2: Wes, you're not thinking positive Ali. Ali, Ali. Um, <laughs> that gimmick I is great, by is the way. The I love thing. that gimmick.
0: I love that gimmick, but <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I I want more of Mustafa Ali. I want more positive Ali. It's I don't want him dick. to be a free agent. They should have drafted this man to a show and then gave him... Like, this man deserves so much more. He deserves uh, so much more. I I will die on that hill. That man. You remember dude, when
2: it was I, supposed to be him that won the belt at Kofi Mania? Yes, I remember the that.
0: Oh, <laughs> like he just never got another chance. Like they were like, "Oop, you got hurt." Sorry.
2: And the and thing is, though, he didn't even get hurt. Hurt. He just had like a mild concussion, and he
0: couldn't do elimination chamber. That was the and worst th- part about it. That. I, Look, and I all right. love Kofi Mania. I enjoy Kofi Mania, but I, I need a Mustafa Mania at some point. I need a positive Ali Mania, period. Just yep,
1: but before but, we can get to the next pay-per-view where we can see Mustafa Mania, we have to continue on with this pay-per-view.
2: That's it. That's all the Backlash. That, that was, was it. That card. Oh. well. Oh, wow. How about that? How about okay, that? So- we talk about it all. <laughs> I would like to just ask a couple questions though, just to wrap it up, to get us in the good framework. Cause you know, this is our last show we're getting before the draft is completely locked in allegedly. Uh, and then Monday is when the draft is going to be like, everybody's swapping brands. Nobody's going to be on the other show anymore, unless you're the women's tag champs. Cause they can be on both shows. Um, do we think anybody that we didn't bring up in the draft is there anybody that is like you're one to watch that you think is somebody that's going to get a really good something out of this draft if you had to pick somebody? Because I have two. Um, I have one for Raw and one for SmackDown. I think out of the uh, SmackDown people, uh, I'm going to be going with Carrie and Cross uh mainly because one i think carrying cross has kind of been lost in the shuffle ever since he came back uh he had that program with drew mcintyre that kind of really didn't go anywhere and then after that he just kind of really hasn't done much um but you know he has a match with uh, nakamura on smackdown tomorrow as of recording recording on thursday at the fourth um so hopefully that'll be a good launching off point for him uh, and then on Raw, likewise, I'm going to go with Nakamura. Uh, Nakamura had a Miz TV segment this past Monday on Raw. He got booked really strong. I hope they give him a feud with the Miz because that will be, like, a really good way to boost him back up the card. He's been gone for a while. Um, so I think Nakamura and Karrion Cross are two people definitely to keep your eye on uh, after the draft gets locked in.
1: Very fair. Uh, my choices. I was actually going to go with Shinsuke. Uh, Specifically, Mm -hmm. maybe he'll do some icy title things and and other stuff. I think that'd be very cool. But I'm actually going to go with Dexter Loomis. Uh, So he's going to be with uh, Indy Hartwell there. You know, that's going to be really cool. And I think we got a really great moment, uh, moment at Stand and Deliver with Indy and Dexter Loomis. And I think they're going to bring her to the main roster and she's going to be going through. And when she's in danger, Dexter Loomis is going to come and save the day. I think that's going to be a part such
0: of such a cute moment on they NXT. A, I'm too. about to say "They cute <laughs> moment on NXT. Uh, yeah.
1: It's going to be was, endearing and it's going to be on the main roster. Mm-hmm. So yes. look out we, for that.
0: Which I'm nope. okay with because mm-hmm. I haven't, I didn't get to see a lot of their moments on NXT. So I am excited to see more of their because I did see the moments on Standing Liver. I saw their moment yesterday on, 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 uh, nxt i thought that was very sweet i think it's so cool because you know dexter loomis's character is very interesting and it's like this this crazy man i love
1: a, dexter loomis yeah he's, I do. he's like top four most entertaining things on wwe for me right now he is I so agree. cool
0: i agree i agree with that and i think him like how i feel about dom's character like i feel like dom is just doing is like dom. the best of the the like, he is the best heel person. Like everybody hates Dom, and he plays just so good. And I the love the
2: booze this man yeah. got on Monday. Oh I saw my that. god, it was sick. It was sick. It was sick. Um, but you know, talking about well, Dexter yeah. Loomis and Indy Hartwell, we also have to mention Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. You know that stable that happened on NXT. The four of them, alongside Austin Theory, who's on SmackDown, but don't worry about him. You know, the four of them are all on Raw all four of them at the same time. Uh, it would be a really good boost to the women's tag division if you've got Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae back together. Plus, it means we don't have to look at Indy Hartwell's finisher as much, which is great for her.
1: Imagine um, a world, man. Imagine that tag team. <laughs>
2: I it was they great. great. They, they were former uh, NXT Women's Tag Team yep. Champions. And then
1: they can have come-ups with, you know, Johnny Wrestling making some appearances sometimes. And then the Mr. Fantastic Dexter Loomis that'll make sure they never lose. It'd be great. That'd be great gimmick. I
2: think
0: it'd yeah, be great. It, it's I a great – it's wish a, wish a former stable well.
2: from NXT called The Way. It was the five of them in Austin Theory as well. Um, Really great stable. Uh, obviously, Austin Theory is kind of busy at the moment, you know, being the U.S. champ on SmackDown. But you get the four of them back together, I think it could really be a good boost to not only the women's tag division, the men's tag
0: division as well.
2: Um, so yeah, the way would be great to come back together, for sure.
0: It is I, the way. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke was my pick also, because I feel like he's been gone way too long. And for him to come back, I think it's time to give Shinsuke the proper push that he deserves. Um the way, they <coughs> treated him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. the way they treated him um, after he won the Royal Rumble, I was just like... And then he like, never recovered from that for me.
2: Nope.
0: So, nope, I feel like this is the time they need to right the wrong that they did with Shinsuke Nakamura since they won't do it with Asuka. But, okay, anyway. And, Same Royal uh, Rumble, uh-oh. craziness. Huh.
1: Wow, you know what? I feel like Raw really stole the show with this draft. I was looking through the draft, and wow,
2: Raw is going to be awesome. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: See, that's the men, though, because I think the SmackDown women's division is nuts. You look at the people that SmackDown got out of this draft. uh, They got Charlotte. They got Asuka. They got Rhea. They got Mia Yim they got uh Zelina Vega they got uh, a couple other really strong women i mean did i mention Bianca i think i mentioned Bianca uh they got all of damage control as well they got Alba and Isla out of NXT like that w- and not to mention they have some other people too you know shotzi's on smackdown as well uh you have um freaking scarlet is on smackdown if they decide to let her wrestle ever again uh, you know, Tamina. I mean, nobody's meaner than Tamina. She's on they SmackDown, too. They also have uh, Lacey Evans on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Choices. Um, that is a know, wrestling. They, they do have her. She is there. I will give her that. Um, not to mention BFAB also on SmackDown as well. Like, outside of, like, one or two very specific people, the SmackDown Women's Division is nuts. Crazy nuts.
0: I think, I think both brands got a really good like you said the women on smackdown the men on raw you really can't go wrong i think they did a really good draft it'll be interesting to see what happens when they lock it and see where everybody is officially locked but mm-hmm. i'm excited for what's to come i hope that i hope I, I mean i guess it's probably um fantasy in my head to say that they have a story for everybody who they drafted and the people that's probably you know, not reality, but I really do hope that they do have a good story for the people that they have, because they have great people on each show, mm-hmm. and I can see some good storylines can come from that if their writers aren't lazy. Now, speaking of writers, is this writer's strike going to affect the WWE? I hope
2: not. Uh, first off, first, just for clarity, fully support the writers here that are striking you all 1000% are completely in the right here you get treated like crap by Hollywood totally get it um for me I don't think it will one because WWE doesn't really hire union writers very often um uh, which is an issue but we'll talk about issue? that at a time when we have time to talk about it um And, you know, the last rider's strike, it didn't really impact them very much because that was 2007, 2008. And if you know your WWE history, that was a great year for them. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't think it will affect them that much. If it does, we'll see where things go. I mean, Triple H is the guy in charge of creative at the end of the day. Um, So we'll see where things go. Well, allegedly the guy in charge of creative, I should say. Um, You know, but I hope this doesn't impact them too much, but it very well could.
1: Well, we'll uh, wait and find out, right? We'll have to wait and see, because we don't know. But Just like how that, you're going to have to wait and see for Backlash and our review that comes after.
0: Of course, because we're definitely going to have to talk about if we were right about what we think we're right about. You know, or if we were going to eat crow about what we were wrong about. And yep. But lately, we have not been that wrong about a whole lot of stuff. But you
2: know, yeah, we, we were pretty accurate on WrestleMania outside of Austin <laughs> and Cody. So, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we, we did pretty well in a, a 15 match card. I think we did pretty yeah. okay, yeah.
0: So, we'll see how we fare on this. We'll come back next yep. week to talk about the recaps. Will Cody up.
1: face more adversity? Will
2: <sighs>
1: Will work loser go and will
2: win we, as always? Will
1: we
0: lose to and...
2: Vega? <laughs> I mean, and perhaps more importantly, who's going to be in that tournament at Night of Champions? You know, we got yeah. a, probably an eight-person tournament, you know, new no. world champion on Raw. Who's going to be in it?
1: What will be yeah. the backlash to Backlash? Ooh. New pay-per-view, backlash, backlash.
2: Backlash. New pay-per-view, backlash. backlash to WrestleMania, backlash, backlash, WrestleMania, backlash. Right. Big brain. Right. Yes.
0: But you're going to have to come back to find out what we, what happened. And as always... Check us out on Twitter at the cup re- underscore reality to find out when all of these videos that we have will drop. All that's below. Hit the like, share, subscribe, share, 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 share like, 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 follow. follow.
1: Follow these two. Follow
0: because we need those follows. We would love those follows. And if you just want to follow yeah. me and Brooke, you know. You
1: want to hear more opinions? That are we not for me. Sorry. Uh you can hear reality? how
2: happy I am that Rhonda Rousey's about to do a reality show and be off programming for
0: a couple months.
1: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Best news I've heard all day.
0: Stars on Mars on Fox. <laughs> um, but right. But yeah, do that. Do all the things, you know the things, and then of course check out the merch link at lama dot com. We that's it. We appreciate you all so very much. And uh yeah. Here. Cheers, right.
2: Peace cheers. out, guys. Peace out. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Oh!
0: oh. <laughs> but don't, no,
2: but don't, no,